0: So, you ready for a quick side story? Always. So, when I went to Pete's to pick up stuff for our football draft, they carry – there's a brand of soda out there called Sioux City. I don't know if you've ever seen it.
1: No, I'm not familiar.
0: It's it's a made by a company in Wisconsin, I'm pretty sure. Um, but they have their own, like, brand – I'm assuming it's a brand of root beer, but they call it birch beer because in Wisconsin – Birch trees are unique and they, they're everywhere. So while I was browsing up and down the aisles looking to get, you know, stuff for the, for the draft party, I saw it and I picked up a four pack of it and I forgot this is nostalgic from the summers when I would go away to the camp. Remember those? I uh, go work in Wisconsin in the summer.
1: I actually have no memory of this.
0: Well, maybe it's cause it was only a couple of summers cause I didn't get to know you until my junior year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Could be that.
0: But I took a sip, and it immediately transported me, like, back to, like, the summers in Wisconsin, sitting around a campfire, like, at the end of the workday, like, drinking this. And it's warm, which is sounds weird, but we didn't have, you know, a ton of amenities, so. Sure, yeah. But you drink it warm, so it was just like, oh, man. <laughs> that was high school.
1: Yeah, it's funny how a taste or a smell, different senses can, can do that.
0: It's like, man, those are simple times. I don't have any of this crap.
1: <laughs> Thanks for sharing, by the way, at the draft.
0: Oh, I was being selfish about that. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, at least you admit it.
0: I know what I am. Well, All you know right, what enough of makes, my story. I was going to say, you know, what,
1: you know what makes me nostalgic for days gone by?
0: Oh, crap. I feel like there's a segue.
1: Some good old fashioned football.
0: Oh, uh, football. <laughs> Two best um, friends. I will drive down there to beat
1: you. We were very cool in high school.
0: Who think they know football?
1: I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett
0: Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com. Pro Fancy Football. Pro Football reference ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now.
1: Welcome in to another episode of the 2M Football
0: Podcast. With you
1: here, as always, is Mike and Matt. It is Tuesdays. Tuesday, September seventh, ten twenty PM, as we begin this recording, and we are less than.
0: Is it really?
1: I said PM, right? Not AM. I I
0: already. Well, Mike, everything. Oh my God! I dropped you on the floor. I'm sorry. Matt, Uh, I have ten thirteen.
1: Weird. You're right. My computer has the wrong time, but regardless, (laughs) we're less than twenty. We're less than forty-eight hours away from the official kickoff of the 2021 season. No way we made it finally
0: <laughs> it's all downhill from here
1: yeah pretty much the peak of every football season is uh, like the very beginning of the fantasy draft because by the end of it you realize how badly you messed it up and uh, and then once the season starts you realize how wrong you really were about everything so yeah you're right this, this is it we're flying <laughs> we football high
0: football fantasy <laughs> kicks you in the chops it's like did you now? and you're like no I'm sorry
1: flying high right now though <laughs>
0: Hell yeah, I'm happy with
1: my draft. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, because I am uh, a little bit unhappy with mine, and we'll get to it, uh, of course. As, as with every week, us, from here on out, we'll be entering the fantasy corner for some time. Um, so we'll talk I about it. your
0: wife week one.
1: <laughs> I feel bad for you. She, uh, for someone who doesn't follow the NFL at all, really. She has a knack for making good fantasy football picks.
0: I know it's terrifying.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's talk about it on today's episode. We've got some news items, some injury updates. Uh, then we'll get into our week one preview, which is going to involve our our picks and pick Just our straight up picks. Who we think is going to win each game. Uh, we also have an eliminator challenge. Which, as a reminder to our listeners and to you, Matt, in case you forgot how this works. I
0: not <laughs> gonna if, say yes or no, but maybe in
1: case you never knew in the first place. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nope. Make it a physical. One.
1: You pick one game a week in the Eliminator Challenge, uh, but that team has to win, otherwise you don't get the point. And you can only use each team once.
0: Your face is a point. Thank you. Maybe.
1: Uh and then also as part of uh each Each game, we'll talk about some key storylines, if there are any some key players to watch, what we're going to be looking for as we watch the games. And, of course, just like last year, we're going to pay special attention to our playoff sleepers. Uh, Last year, we went 0-4 with our Cowboys, Cardinals, Chargers, and Broncos all ending their seasons without a a ticket to the playoffs. But I think the Cardinals and Cowboys were each like – Just a game away. So we're close. And uh, so we're doing it again. And just as a reminder for the listeners out there, my picks this year are the Broncos and the 49ers.
0: And I have the Raiders and Falcons.
1: Yep. So those are the teams we're going to be paying special attention to. After that, we will finally enter the fantasy corner. Talk about what happened in our, our redraft league, our draft we held over the weekend. And, uh, talk about some week, week one matchups, and then finally, getting some DFS, we're renewing our head-to-head weekly contest, and uh, yes, yeah, so we're we'll, going for we'll the hat about, trick,
0: you're three in a
1: row here, baby. Yep, that's what it takes uh, to get for you to earn the trophy.
0: Yeah, well, this <laughs> Which, is bold.
1: As we've discussed, it's still in my possession. So wow, yeah, packed episode, let's get right into some news.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: Starting in Baltimore, where there is a lot going on. Um, let's start with some good stuff first. Good news. Tight end Mark Andrews signed a four-year uh, extension worth $56 million to stay with the team. He is Looking now – Looking
0: pretty good as our, uh, in, our, in our year-long – Yeah, our dynasty. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I'll once again continue to give you credit for that pick, that draft pick. I well, only made two high- good
0: ones, but I'm freaking riding them until they're out of the league.
1: He's now the uh, he'll be the highest paid tight end now under this new deal, and it makes it only makes sense that they want to make sure to keep him around. He's a really important piece of this passing game. Could be the receiving uh, could be their receiving yardage leader at the end, given the state of their receiving core at the moment.
0: What that they don't have one. <laughs> they tried. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think then everybody the, the got the hurt. Only two that are like of any good.
1: Probably right, luckily,
0: Sammy Watkins. I own yeah. both of them.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was – I think that news broke today. Or yesterday, I can never remember. Notable quote, switching gears, from Matt's BFF, Tony Romo.
0: Ugh. I
1: don't know if you, if you liked him more as a player or now as an analyst, but he says – I have says, to say,
0: mm-hmm. as an analyst, he's got a knack for something.
1: Right, and given that, uh, that makes what he had to say about Jets rookie quarterback Zach Wilson even more interesting given how uh, a lot of his predictions have come true since he joined the, the commentator booth in the analyst uh, room. He says that Zach Wilson, it won't be long before he's a top three to five QB and he has Mahomes potential.
0: I think that's a big statement.
1: It's a big comparison to make. Uh, he looked good in the preseason. I'll give him that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a He has statement. to pan out, Mike. He does. Yeah, it's true because he is the newest member of our uh, dynasty. Or not the newest member, but he was our top draft pick in dynasty this year. So <laughs> let's hope the crystal ball is right on this one. Let's uh, get into some quick, quick hitters here, some injury updates. Saquon Barkley is looking good for week one. Uh, for the Giants, as he recovers from uh, ACL repair over the offseason. Uh, Giants are going to have a couple other questions, though, in uh, tight end Evan Ingram and then wide receiver Kenny Galladay, who no. may or may not play.
0: <laughs> no! Already.
1: T.Y. Hilton's on IR with a neck injury
0: uh, for fine. the Colts. So Akil was Manny Manning at one point, and then he came back amazing, so.
1: Yeah, just get a cortisol injection or whatever. Good to go. Nikhil Harry, Patriots receiver.
0: Former prove-it player.
1: Yeah, former prove-it player. And uh, given the fact Continue. that they went and signed two other receivers in free agency and there was trade buzz, it, it's not looking good for him to make an impact on this roster, especially not – well, he's on IR for the first three weeks of the season. And then, yeah, Ended back to Ravens injury updates. Um, rookie receiver Rashad Bateman, their first-round pick, is on IR, and uh, more news within the last couple days. So they already lost J.K. Dobbins, their their top running back, to uh, an ACL tear. Now their their backup, Justice Hill, he tore his Achilles and is out for the season. And the team actually signed Le'Veon Bell today, former Steeler, Jet, and uh, Chief, most recently.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: thanks for uh, wrecking my fantasy season first. <laughs> he ruined CEH. Hopefully he doesn't do the same to uh, to Gus Edwards now for fantasy. I can only hope. Let's see. Irv Smith, the Vikings tight end, is uh, he had surgery for his meniscus last week, and now he's actually uh, likely to miss the whole season. And uh, yeah. just a quick reminder that applies to all of these is that a player going on IR now under the new rules that started last year, that just means they're going to be out at least three weeks. It doesn't mean that they're out for the season or anything like that. So just to clarify that, a couple other news pieces here. The am excited for this one. Yeah, me too, actually. The Raiders signed K.J. Wright, a linebacker who was with Seattle for a long time. Really good. Yeah. And I was surprised how long he was a free agent. So good, good <laughs> signing by them
0: it fills a need on that defense that makes me a little bit more confident with the line support there um mm-hmm. especially in the run game
1: yeah absolutely and then uh, this was an interesting one the, the steelers traded a fifth round draft pick to the seahawks in exchange for corner Mikela witherspoon who we've talked about a bit this offseason because the uh, 49ers let him go seahawks picked him up uh, but then have now traded him and and he's a really good cover cornerback he was top five at the position last year, uh per PFFs rankings. And he could be a starter for Pittsburgh and, and just another talented player. They've added to this defense. This already loaded defense. Uh, bears sign Prashad Perryman, whatever makes sense, I guess, because they had cut, they traded Anthony Miller earlier this off season. They cut, um, Couple other guys at the end of the preseason and the final roster cuts, so they were super thin, super thin at the receiver position. So, makes sense. It's a depth signing, nothing more. And then we talked about Everson Griffin a little bit last oh week. Oh my god, choice words it he had for end. Kirk Cousins after, yeah, but they signed him again after. So, they, they signed him on August 23rd, cut him on the 31st. And then signed him again. So I don't know what's going on there. It's weird.
0: <laughs> and then he wonders why he tweets smack talk against the team.
1: <laughs> right. And uh, that is it for news and notes. We're going to take a very short break. And then come back with our week one preview. And we're back. Mike and Matt here with you on the 2M Football Podcast. Ah! Our, week one, our week one preview episode. And we uh, <laughs> I took the liberty, Matt, of doing something oh. a little bit different from last Wait, year in the, in hold the on, is we,
0: this oh <laughs> man, why do you do this?
1: In the in regards to the order in which we're gonna discuss these games. I've developed a new tool, brand new, very cutting edge.
0: I see called, the trademark icon.
1: <laughs> called Mike's watchability index.
0: <laughs> Mike's watch we need a patent this because now I'm intrigued. Even if this is the stupidest thing ever invented.
1: It it is. It is.
0: Oh, sick. So what it is, what it is. What is is it?
1: (laughs) It's uh, my personal rankings and how entertaining the games will be to watch. And I call it it my watchability index. It's pretty simple. It's And it's very arbitrary. I don't
0: think, see, my only issue, if I may critique one thing. Please. It's week one. All the games are watchable.
1: Well, that's true. That's. Makes it all the more important to rank them so you know uh, which ones to prioritize. But I do agree with you to some extent. Do I have
0: permission to disagree at any point?
1: Uh, you do, Matt. You know I always welcome constructive
0: uh, feedback. Well, I can't <laughs> promise it's constructive, but it'll be feedback.
1: All right, let's get to the games. So in, in no particular order other than my watchability index. <laughs> Cowboys at Buccaneers? Yeah. The Thursday night game, uh, my most watchable game of the week, also happens to be the game that kicks off the season.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't find that very fair, so I'm calling hack on that.
1: Well, I was going to say, I don't think you'll fight me hard on this one. Uh, So as is tradition, the defending Super Bowl champions get to host the opening game of the season. So the season starts in Tampa Bay. And the challengers will be the very exciting Dallas Cowboys now that they have Dak Prescott back under center.
0: Dak is back. Dak is back.
1: Although it looks like a few of their, uh, two of their starting linemen, offensive linemen for Dallas, are going to miss the game due to COVID protocols. So that's disappointing, but still, Dak is back. He's got it. You know
0: what that means? You know what that means? Repeat of last year, bad offensive line, which means Ezekiel Elliott does not perform, which means my pick of Tony Pollard pays off again.
1: How's Tony Pollard going to perform if there's no offensive line?
0: Because remember, last year Zeke struggled behind that line, and Pollard did do did way better.
1: Okay, well, we're not talking fantasy yet, and and don't get me mad because I drafted Zeke.
0: <laughs> no, I'm getting you I, mad because you made not, a terrible I, choice. I,
1: I will not listen to any uh, slander against the, the great name of
0: Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> I'm making notes on my paper now just to text you, like, on the side now. Okay, whatever.
1: Um, so uh, yeah, in terms of picks, you can pick them though. As exciting as the Cowboys are, you can't. I can't pick against the Buccaneers.
0: They were. I I did. You did. If no other reason than just because I feel like you need to have one or two random kind of surprise games, just to keep things interesting.
1: Okay, that's fair. And Week One is probably uh, the least predictable week as we. Uh, think we know what these teams are going to look like, but you never really know until you see them start playing. So so you have the Cowboys. I do. Gotcha. All right, cool. Second in the watchability rankings, Steelers at Bills. These are a pair of playoff teams from last year, looking to contend once again. Uh, For the Bills, of course, you have Josh Allen, uh, and he'll be going up against this top – Five top ten ish Steeler defense.
0: I think at uh, the personnel that defense is at least the top three.
1: Yeah, they're they're great. But um, interesting situation going on with part of that personnel though. Notably, T.J. Watt. Uh, he, they're in the middle of contract extension talks, but apparently they haven't been going well, and he hasn't been in practice because of it. So, potential holdout situation there. Not sure, but hopefully they get it resolved and he's on the field because that would be a big loss for a, for a defense that already lost Bud Dupree in the offseason. So hopefully he will be out there on the Steelers offense side. It's going to be the debut of their first round pick running back Najee Harris outside of him being in town. Now the skill position players look the same, but the offensive line is a completely different group. All five starters are different from last year. Uh, they also have a new offensive coordinator. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Steelers offense looks like Uh so despite how great the defense is and the weapons Ben has, I'm taking the Bills almost as a, a continuity type of thing.
0: I have the Bills winning as well.
1: Browns at Chiefs. I actually feel bad for not having this one higher in the rankings, actually. These two we played in here's the playoffs. Where you
0: start to criticize yourself.
1: <laughs> See, you didn't even have to do it. I was just going to start eventually. Yeah, this is actually a rematch of last year's uh, divisional round of the AFC playoffs where the Browns – Came close to taking down the Chiefs, uh, which would have been a crazy upset. Didn't happen, though. But what did happen this offseason, the Browns get Odell Beckham back from injury. They completely revamped their defense. I think I saw the stat that nine out of the 11 starters are different this year uh, versus last year. And they'll have their hands full going against, uh, of course, Pat Mahomes and this juggernaut Chiefs offense. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who had an ankle sprain in the preseason, looks like he's on track to play, so they will be at full strength. Uh, and he'll be running behind a brand-new offensive line. Chiefs made a lot of moves to improve that unit in the offseason, which was – The biggest pickup was a Thune off of New England. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And anyone who watched the Super Bowl in particular can tell you that was their weakness, and uh, they're hoping they've corrected it. So I've got the Chiefs winning in week
0: one. I think it's going to be a tight fight again, but yes, the Chiefs are taking
1: Packers at Saints. In, oh, uh, Jameis Winston's debut as the Saints' uh, starting quarterback. Three ints. I would agree with that as they get started in the in the post Drew Brees era. And on the Packers' side of things, Aaron Rodgers begins what could be his last season in the green and gold, so he'll want to go out strong. Uh, Saints will, of course, be without Michael Thomas, their top receiver for the first six weeks, as he's on the pup list. So their only their their main weapon is going to be Camara, of course. I think I remember in the game against Green Bay last year, he broke about fifty tackles that game.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm still taking Green Bay.
0: I have Green Bay as well. I um, there's too many questions on this New Orleans defense. Uh, offense. Michael Callaway or Marquez Callaway will be their top receiver with michael thomas out there's mm-hmm. a new quarterback under center post drew Brees, yep. uh with the notoriety of a little bit of a gunslinger and my question becomes is they seem to lean way more on the dink and dive offense last year using camara for short yardage using his uh yards after catchability? Right. so it's going to be really interesting to see if they play a very similar style Or are they going to open it up and kind of let Winston take the shots that he's known for?
1: Yeah, we'll see him and Callaway did seem to have a bit of a connection going on in the preseason, but, uh, the, the Packers, I think the strength of the Packers defense is actually the secondary. So, uh, I think that that's advantage Packers that matchup. They just need to be able to tackle Kamara after the dump offs.
0: Well, that's the, that's where I would counter argue that one is the Green Bay weakness is the linebackers, which yes. does not help in run support.
1: Very true. I still feel pretty good about Green Bay in this one, though.
0: I mean, I have riders on fantasy, so personal stakes.
1: <laughs> Seahawks at Colts, another pair of playoff teams from last year, going head to head in week kind of one.
0: Excited for this one. Me and too. I want to see Wentz get wrecked.
1: <laughs> yeah, it looks like Wentz is going to play as he comes back from that foot surgery he had.
0: So mad at the few, punch.
1: Just a few weeks ago, I feel like. Yeah, it's thank you. It's <laughs>
0: stupid. It was like two weeks or three weeks ago. They're like, oh, he could be out for a long while. Five, oh, five to 12. Five to seven weeks. And then they're yeah. like, yeah, he's starting week one. He's you're fine. like, wait,
1: what? He's fine. <laughs> Um. So yeah, it looks like Colts are. Yeah, Colts are going to be there. They will be there because <laughs> they're hosting this game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would hope they'd be in their own stadium. But looks you know. like
1: Wentz. <laughs> looks like Wentz is going to be there, and uh, yeah, I don't know. This is an interesting matchup because the Colts had a great defense last year. Uh, Seahawks kind of ended the season with their defense playing better while their offense faltered a little bit. So I see some. Potential here for this to be a close game, but I'm still taking Seattle and Russ Bus.
0: I'm taking Seattle, but maybe by a touchdown.
1: Yeah, it kind of depends which Seahawks defense shows up because the Colts have the the offensive line to just power, overpower any defense potentially, but not much of a passing game to back it up with the Hilton not out there. Uh, you've got a bunch of youngsters like Michael Pittman, other guys whose names I'm forgetting right now, and uh, so
0: Zach Pascal.
1: Yes, he is one of those guys.
0: Very good, nailed it.
1: So it should be See, interesting. I can
0: be useful once in a while.
1: Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I think we both have Seattle. Then Dolphins at Patriots. I'm actually, I'm very intrigued by this one.
0: So just so you know, I, to remember my picks, because, you know, why would I write this down? That's stupid. I'm actually well, in the app looking at the picks I made, and for this matchup, it's one of the few that is evenly split. 50% pick the Dolphins. I saw that. I saw 50% that, 50% yeah. pick the Patriots. <laughs> That's fun. Pair Which of, I don't uh... know if that means they have more confidence in New England's ability or less confidence that Miami can beat the new New England Patriots.
1: It's such an interesting uh, matchup now, too, with Mac Jones at quarterback for the Patriots. Former teammate, of course, of Tua Tagovailoa, who will be starting for Miami. I see these teams as pretty balanced, actually. The Patriots usually have a good defense. Miami had a great defense last year. Dolphins added a lot of firepower on offense to get Tua some more weapons. Patriots kind of did the same. They signed a pair of tight ends pair of receivers. <laughs> I mean, I
0: really feel like this game comes down to quarterback play.
1: Yeah, what you Can would Matt think. Matt Jones outplay mm-hmm. Tua? Yeah, it's one of those things where he looked great in the preseason. Obviously, they were confident enough in him, not only to give him the job, but to release Cam Newton.
0: Can you imagine um, how embarrassing it would be if they had to re-sign him later? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: ah, Belichick's got too much pride for that. I don't think that would ever happen. But I'm actually... Uh, I'm actually taking the Patriots.
0: What? I can't. I can't do it. I got Miami. Uh,
1: just like uh, just like everyone else, we're split fifty-fifty on this one.
0: I <laughs> mean, we can't always agree.
1: Eagles at Falcons.
0: Eagles at sorry, Eagles.
1: Eagles at Bats Falcons. Uh, They've been
0: like well, Falcons for a while. Though. That's true.
1: That's true. They have dating back to high school, right? <laughs>
0: My second favorite team behind Green Bay.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's start with the Falcons. Obviously, you got Matt Ryan at the helm of this offense once again. No more Julio Jones, but they did draft uh, tight end Kyle Pitts as a essentially a replacement. He's a tight end, but he's, he's really a receiver and a really good one. Uh, I I have a lot of questions about both of these teams, really. I I think the Falcons' defense is going to be terrible. I think the Eagles, as a team, are sort of in shambles, but they do have uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be under center. His first full season as the starter after they drafted him, I I think, in the second round last year. Uh, He's got some new weapons in uh, Devontae Smith, who was their first-round pick this year. Got some guys coming back from injury like uh Zach Ertz, who is apparently not being traded. And uh
0: Dallas Goddard.
1: Dallas Goddard. Jalen Rager, who was uh first round pick last year, I think.
0: I mean, you got Miles Sanders in the backfield, yep. Austin Scott's still there. I feel like you got a okay backfield. My biggest question for Atlanta is indeed the defense. Uh, Mike Davis at running back is a great addition, but the question becomes Atlanta's never been really known as a run team. However, I have complete faith that Matt Ryan again will be a top 10 quarterback. He was top five last year, despite um, uh, yeah. Atlanta falling, because half of that was not his fault, especially on the special team side. I hope they practiced how kickoffs work. <laughs> um, but I yeah, picked hopefully. Atlanta to take this one.
1: Atlanta, we should also mention, have a new coaching regime in place. They've got Arthur Smith as the head coach now, who came over from Tennessee. Uh, so it'll be interesting what impact he has and wh- how this offense might look different under him. I'm taking the Eagles.
0: Yeah, screw you.
1: <laughs> I just think their uh, offense is better, weird to say. I, I guess I'm. I kind don't of think
0: you believe that at all.
1: I'm kind of in on Jalen Hurts, but we'll see. Like you said, yeah, we can't we always agree. Cardinals uh, Cardinals at Titans. This
0: is a no brainer in my book.
1: Is it? I, I struggled with this one. Who? Really? <laughs> yeah. On the Titans. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Julio Jones, he's a Titan now. And this is already I mean, let's a great look offense. At the
0: Titans, Derrick Henry, Brian Tannehill, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. Uh, 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 an average middle of the pack, not amazing, but not terrible defense.
1: Right. Well, yeah. The, the issue with the defense was the secondary, which they, I'm pretty sure they like, it's a brand new secondary. I think it's all new faces compared to last year. So that could go one of two ways. I guess there's nowhere to really go, but up <laughs> on the flip side, the Cardinals uh, are very, uh, they should be an offensive um I already used the word juggernaut in this episode. What's another word? (laughs) They they have a lot of fire. They have a lot of firepower. Yeah, powerhouse that (laughs) works on the offense with, of course, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Those two looked incredible in uh, year one of the I'm not
0: on the Murray wagon just yet. I can't be.
1: Well, here's what's interesting. Something interesting is is they look terrible in the preseasons, the Cardinals, like every snap – Every drive, the first team offense was out there. They looked so bad and out of sync. This is a good way to put that to test. Like, How much does that really matter or indicate once we get into real games? Uh, I think I agree with where you were going, though. I did end up taking the
0: Titans to win this. I
1: did as well.
0: It would be funny if I talked all that and then chose the Cardinals.
1: <laughs> it would be, especially after... I'm going to keep going back to <laughs> how mean you were to me last year. <laughs> when, when I announced the Cardinals as my sleeper pick. Okay. Bears at Rams on Sunday Night Football. I, I think love this should game. It be a
0: little bit more exciting than what it's made out to be. I think, though, it's because it's a prime time game for the Bears and that usually never bodes well.
1: And it's a primetime game featuring Andy Dalton, who is one of the least exciting quarter starting quarterbacks. Maybe the least exciting week one. I don't know. He's going against the Rams
0: defense. Maybe they eat him alive, and Justin Fields starts week two because Dalton's dead.
1: He starts at halftime (laughs) after halftime. But yeah, it's it's also, uh, yeah, so that's what's the biggest thing going on with the Bears. Their defense should be fine again, but uh, offense revolves around particularly for me two
0: points for the bears is the offensive line yeah and the quarterback position i mean dalton's a Mm -hmm. traditional pocket passer he's not a very mobile quarterback and he's going against a rams defense which loves to make the quarterback uncomfortable
1: right and the best way to do that is pressure up the gut and oh guess who's there aaron donald And uh, also, Leonard Floyd revenge game against the Bears who drafted him and then let him go. He's going
0: to get at least a sack and a half. Aaron Donald will get two.
1: Yes, I agree with that. And uh, on the Rams' offense side, it's Matt Stafford, his first game for the Rams, playing against a team he's very familiar with from his time in Detroit.
0: I was going to say what makes this even more interesting is the fact that with the Bears not signing Kyle Fuller back in that secondary field, It's a Robert Woods and Matt Stafford matchup there with Cup in the slot. I feel like they're going to get – if they can get past this Bears linebacking core, they could do some serious damage and eat up the field.
1: Yeah, totally. But, you know, these two teams played last year. The Rams' defense pretty much dominated. That's where I – that's how I see this game going, too. I'm taking the Rams.
0: Agree. Rams all the way.
1: Jets at Panthers the only reason oh, jets at panthers this. is interesting is because it's a revenge game for sam darnold who hey he's on my fantasy team and i'm probably starting him because my quarterback situation is a travesty
0: you i have no <laughs> i got nothing
1: uh, darnold of course was drafted uh in a fir- in the first round for the- by the jets a few years ago uh was you know pretty bad there injured James. a lot under Adam Gase. That's, see, that's what I'm banking on is the, the reverse Gase effect. Gase <laughs> sucks. I'm hoping he goes – I'm hoping uh, Darnold goes the route of Tannehill and becomes a stud as soon as he gets away from Gase. <laughs> you have multiple reasons to be invested in that. I do. And uh, one of them being that I'm picking the Panthers to win this game.
0: Um, I Although... am riding high on the praise being the fact that he is our starting quarterback in our dynasty league. Uh-huh. Of Zach Wilson, and I'm taking the Jets to win this game.
1: That is uh, really interesting, and, and I, don't, I don't hate it. These are both offenses that could be interesting against terrible defenses.
0: They have potential <laughs> to be really good, but it's like we've never brought ourselves to be like, yeah, they're good teams.
1: It, right, if you just look at who they'll be throwing to, Darnold's got D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, oh, another former Jet, and uh, the rookie Terrace Marshall. Uh, not to mention Christian McCaffrey's back healthy and then on the Jets side you've got Corey Davis who just had a kind of a breakout season in Tennessee and then was signed by New York Um, rookie Elijah Moore who's getting rave reviews all all offseason and Zach Wilson who has looked amazing from what we've seen in, in the preseason so this could have sneaky shootout potential actually I think it'll be a fun one sticking with the Panthers though all right, my 49ers at Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions. The Dan Campbell era <laughs> begins. I don't think you need to really watch this game, but you should definitely watch. I like your uh, comments, you should definitely watch the post-game press conference by uh, Dan Campbell they because were he always who
0: we thought they were
1: always uh, quote-worthy. I'm taking the
0: 49ers hands down. They're my eliminator pick. Um. Oh, we're doing that part, too. Uh, The Chiefs were my 11 pick.
1: Okay, against the Browns. Yeah.
0: I actually took, as a gamble, I took Detroit.
1: Are you kidding me? Get out of here.
0: (laughs) Only because Dan Campbell is, like, a a nut. And I don't know. It may work. Um, Okay. I have no confidence and faith in this. They have no receivers. They have DeAndre Swift. And maybe Jared Goff's going to be good. I don't know. Um, But it's more or less that these are the Lions under Campbell. And I don't think they can get much worse than they have.
1: Just to give them credit, I guess, where it's due. I I think the Lions do have one of the better offensive lines in the league. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned Swift is good. Jamal Williams is good also in that backfield. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is the best tight end in the world. (laughs) I'm you not
0: biased. Say it with a straight face. I'm I'm not biased. No, you're right, I couldn't. Um, and my biggest issue right now is I don't know what kind of Jimmy G we're gonna get on the field.
1: Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's the biggest question for the 49ers. Although I would counter that by saying he might not have to throw a pass. If they just hand it to Mostert twenty five times, he might take two or three of those to the house and that'd be enough to win the game.
0: <laughs> right. So it's, it's just interesting that the quarterback positioning becomes questionable because I feel like this year, more, off, more so than many years, these rookies that are not starting, you know, Fields, Lance, it's a matter of time. Like, it's this year for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just well, a matter
0: another... of when or what causes them. Is it poor quarterback <laughs> play? Is it an injury? Like, it's Is weird. It
1: sabotage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did everyone hire Tarod Taylor's doctor? <laughs> Mike's got him on speed dial.
1: Sure do. All right. Moving on. Broncos. Moving on. Broncos at Giants. Uh, it'll be Teddy Bridgewater's first start for Denver. Uh, he replaces incumbent starter Drew Locke. No! <laughs> I think the story for the Giants is injuries when I mean, we already touched on them all, I think. Um, but the most important, the final bullet point here, are the Giants doomed either way? I say, yes, I'm taking the Broncos.
0: You know, what's amazing.
1: You've got New York. No. Oh, okay. That would be, amazing. I have
0: the Broncos, but 52% of people playing right now have picked the Giants to beat the Broncos. That baffles me. 42, 48% picked Denver, 52% picked New York.
1: I'm so excited about seeing this Broncos defense on the field. I tried them. Yeah, I know you did. That made me very angry. One of many things that made me prompted some rage last on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be amazing. And then on offense, Bridgewater's not the most exciting, but look at the weapons around him. You got Noah Fant. Uh, courtland sutton coming off injury jerry judy who can get open like none other hopefully he worked on his hands this off season and then even guys like tim patrick kj hamler it's a deep group of talented pass catchers and and then you've got melvin Gordon i feel like the...
0: you're in a much better position this year than i was last year when i elected them as a sleeper pick i'm kind of upset i didn't go back to back with the broncos
1: i i actually feel the same way about the chargers Who we've got next on the list here uh, Chargers are playing the Washington football team. I I labeled this one age versus beauty in terms of Justin Herbert versus uh, Fitzpatrick. But let's be real, Fitzpatrick is a beautiful man. And that beard, yeah, yo. old, yeah, seriously. Um, I'll never
0: forget what's burned in my mind permanently with Fitzpatrick was the press conference after one of the Bucks games when he had all that bling on and like like the seventy oh, yeah. style like. Open chested shirt.
1: Yeah, he's a rock star.
0: And this guy's just like, man, I take your wife. I don't care.
1: <laughs> oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, Fitzpatrick is he's he's the man. He's great. And I think Washington's going to be really good this year. Uh, they've got that. They had a top defense last year. Uh, they added some pass catching talent and Curtis Samuel. Adam Humphreys, they locked in Logan Thomas to an extension. Tony Gibson's back at running back. I'm I'm actually pretty excited about Washington, and I've got them winning here, despite the fact that I also really like the Chargers again.
0: I have Washington winning as well, and we are on the lower side of the ball. 30% elected Washington to win. Hmm.
1: Uh. Okay. Monday Night Football, Ravens at Raiders. Yes! Bum, Sorry. Bum, bum, bum. And yeah, why did the Raiders... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Maybe it's because he's a former commentator, but I feel like uh, John Gruden and the Raiders are such a Monday night team. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean I guess that's why. It's because but... <laughs>
0: it's Chucky. Like we we've told this story. Like my defining moment of for my love of football came when he won with the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl against who? The Raiders.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like he should exclusively play in primetime games.
0: <laughs> and whenever Ravens... you watch any mic'd up footage of Groot it's like it's it's a clinic mm-hmm.
1: yeah very entertaining uh, I think the biggest question for the Ravens I guess it's answered we know uh, their receiving core is decimated by injury already so uh, yeah how is that going to impact Lamar and his, his quest to sort of take his passing, his his throwing game to the next level. We know about his abilities as a rusher, but yeah.
0: I don't have a ton of confidence, so I'm taking the Raiders to win.
1: It's a good, uh, I think it's a good matchup though, because I don't think the Raiders defense is very good. So I have the uh, Ravens taking this one. You're wrong. We'll see. Just saying. Two more. Vikings at Bengals.
0: It's Joe uh, yes. Burrow's,
1: okay. Joe Burrow. Oh yeah, how how do you feel about my rankings so far? <laughs> I haven't heard too many complaints.
0: Uh, I'm actually rather impressed. Um, hold on, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm starting to do a very. That's the nicest quick.
1: thing. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me.
0: <laughs> I mean, once in a while, I have to have something. I feel like Cowboys and Bucks is just cheating because it's the first game of the year. <laughs> yeah, um, that was
1: kind of a given. Yeah.
0: I feel like Dolphins and Patriots should be a little bit higher just because of the Mac Jones news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Broncos and Giants may be a little uh, one or two spots higher. Uh, Chargers and Washington, I think, should be a lot higher because Washington was definitely a surprise team last year. And then the bounce back for uh, to see if the Chargers have finally gotten past their fourth quarter woes. <laughs> yeah, I really think is a good statement. Um, but these next two, yeah, I kind of feel like they're in they're where they should be. Ravens <laughs> yeah, kind of, and Raiders. Kind of I'm not a hundred percent sure. I I feel like they should be in the middle of the pack, but I'm not going to complain where it sits because I understand the teams.
1: <laughs> right, and the, yeah, and like you said, it's week one. All of these are are really interesting for one reason or another. Even these last two. So the Bengals have Joe Burrow. Their top, their, I think he was the first overall pick in last year's draft. Looked pretty good through nine or ten games before tearing his ACL, uh, but he's back. The Bengals also added uh, Jamar Chase in this year's draft, so he's got a strong receiving core to throw to. The Vikings flipped the script last year and were a great offense and a terrible defense, but they made a bunch of signings on that defensive side of the ball this offseason to try to
0: – Like Emerson Griffith seven times.
1: Yeah, I need to check. He might be off the roster again by week one. (laughs) Something really strange is going
0: on there. I do not understand. It's just an entire prank the entire time. And Griffin's been on it the entire time.
1: (laughs) But uh, let's see. I think that uh, they will be a bit better on defense. They usually are under Mike Zimmer. And I'm One taking my favorite
0: defensive coaches.
1: I'm taking the Vikings.
0: And I have the Vikings as well as does 81% of people.
1: Mm-hmm. That's actually more confident than I would have thought. Um, I, I think the Bengals are going to be interesting, but the, the reports haven't been good so far out of camp uh, as far as Joe Burrow. Uh, not that he's not healthy, but that he's not looking very good. So we'll have to see what that, how that translates. And then finally bringing up the rear here, I think the Texans are going to be probably in the, the least watchable game all season, uh, but they're playing the Jaguars who are kind of interesting, just uh, based on Trevor Lawrence being their starting quarterback. Now he'll make his NFL debut. I think this Jaguars offense is going to be pretty interesting with, um, you know, DJ Chark. They, they brought in Marvin Jones.
0: Dude, 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 receiver. Dude, dude.
1: Yep. Uh, LaVisca Chenault who I'm very excited about in fantasy and, uh, yeah, James Robinson back, who was so good last year. Travis Etienne out for the season. So it's going to be the Robinson show again. And on the Texans' side, David Cawley, their head coach, did confirm it's going to be Tyrod Taylor getting the start at QB. Deshaun Watson will be there, but inactive. And that's probably going to be the trend all season. I'm taking the Jaguars. And no needles
0: will be allowed within 10 yards of Tyrod Taylor.
1: That's that is right. This This poor man. This is... <laughs>
0: I really want this guy to get a fair shot.
1: I know this This is I like, I feel
0: like he was decent in Buffalo and then he's just been bad luck.
1: Right. They went to Cleveland, right. Where Baker Mayfield usurped him quickly. And then, and then uh, yeah, obviously what happened in LA last year and then now he's here and they do have a rookie. I, I want to say like Davis Mills or something like that. Waiting in the wings, not a high pick, not someone they were expecting to start this year, but. Once again, he's got a rookie quarterback nipping at his heels. (laughs) Taking the Jaguars. Matt? Yes. Are you with us? Maybe. Who's winning this game, Jaguars or Texans?
0: Uh, Jaguars.
1: Okay. Okay. And that's it. That is all 16 games on the docket for week one. We're going to take another quick break and then come back to the fantasy corner.
0: Oh my. Now, let's take a trip down to the fantasy corner.
1: And we're back. It's the 2M Football Podcast. Mike and Matt. Mike and (laughs) Matt. Sorry, buddy. (laughs) Mike and Matt here with you talking NFL week one. Spitting
0: straight
1: um, facts, Joe. Let's let's talk about week one from I'm the perspective of fantasy. I,
0: I hope this yeah. is entertaining.
1: Um. Yeah. Week one, we've got our redraft league, uh, which we which, which we drafted for this past weekend. Uh, why don't you run down your roster really quick? I forget um, my starting
0: lineup or my, my entire draft roster. Let's
1: just do the starting lineup.
0: So for this week, I have Rogers, Derek Henry, Chase Edmonds, Amari Cooper. Currently I have Kenny Galladay uh, rostered, but that may change just prior to game time decision. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Corey Davis, Darren Waller, um, Hollywood Brown, Kirk Cousins, and the Broncos defense. I feel fairly good about this.
1: That is very solid. Very solid um, lineup.
0: My, uh oh, I don't know if I should say this. Does does your wife listen to this?
1: No, don't worry. All
0: right, because I'm facing her. So, right. Um, I may swap out Galladay for Michael Pittman.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. If he doesn't if, play. If,
0: if, if if he doesn't seem like he's gonna play, um, however, it's gonna be a tight matchup because I'm only predicted to win by two points.
1: Yeah, her team turned out pretty good. If you do put in Pittman, you'll uh, maybe get the benefit of some of her Wentz points uh, with him being Pittman's quarterback. Yeah, you had a good draft. I was uh, I was proud of you, even though I was also upset with you. <laughs>
0: I mean, it doesn't happen often. I have not done very well the first couple of years. It wasn't really until, what, last year was my third year with the team? With yep, you guys that year. I finally liked.
1: Got off to a 4-0. how the hell this works. Right, got off to a 4-0 start, and then, of course, uh, Dak, Dak's ankle imploded.
0: Yeah, just all over the field. <laughs> uh.
1: Yeah, as for me... It's not good. I waited. So last year, as we joked about the entire season, I waited too long on tight end and was playing the, the waiver wire game every week and they were all terrible. So I made sure I drafted a good tight end this year. I got TJ Hawkinson, but what I neglected to do uh, was draft good quarterbacks, which is arguably much more important <laughs> given that it's a two quarterback league and they score way more points than tight ends.
0: How'd that uh, work out, Mike?
1: Well, let me, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> I've got Derek Carr, so I'm putting faith in your, your Raiders. Uh, I've got Zeke Elliott, Nick Chubb, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Cooper Cup. I feel fine about all that if I had good quarterbacks too. Hawkinson <laughs> at tight end. Currently, LaVisca Chenault at the Flex. Um, Sam Darnold is my other quarterback. I actually feel better about him than Carr this week, just given the how good the Ravens' defense is. And then the Patriots' defense, so that's uh, – that influenced my pick of the Patriots beating the Dolphins. I, I kind of uh, need that to happen for the defense to get more fantasy points, probably. <laughs> and I'm going up against, uh, I believe, Jeremy, and I'm projected to lose by seven. So we will see. And then, um, uh, like we said, why we is bringing... your
0: team name? Wait, what? I don't. I got to click on. It. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> you get it now. I approve. Yeah, team name, all important aspect of fantasy football. Uh, my team name for this year is the Hawkins Sockum Robots, <laughs> given uh, you know TJ Hawkinson being the inspiration for that. And I see you are still take home the cup. Disp- oh no, no, oh. I
0: just changed it.
1: <laughs> my cousin's Johnson, very good.
0: It's hilarious. <laughs> oh man, I'm proud of that one. That's probably my best one yet.
1: I mean you do know that a fantasy team success is directly proportional to the the cleverness of the team name. So
0: I was given uh, props at people from work for my team name. It's great.
1: It's really good. <laughs> Can I tell you my other one in my we're doing a family league this year too which we drafted yesterday. That's
0: great. Right. Oh my god. I took
1: I took Dak Prescott and my teammate team name is Dak streets back
0: all right. <laughs> oh. I was pretty happy about that one too. You're pretty good. <laughs>
1: I spent literally hours agonizing over these team names. They just,
0: they just bring it, it to light. Like. They
1: do. We it so much more fun. <laughs> All right, let's talk FanDuel really quickly. As we approach the hour mark here, uh, we're doing our, our weekly head-to-head. Uh, like you said, you've won the last two years in a row. <laughs> so Going for a three-peat. Uh, do you want to just run down the whole rosters, or how do you want to do this?
0: Sure. Okay. Um because once ahead. we save these, they're locked, even though I have a question mark that just popped up for one player. Um, but for my my week one starting lineup it like space <laughs> jam. Yeah, jam music.
1: exactly. <laughs> From the um, university of or or in some cases high school.
0: <laughs> of my phone, your starting quarterback. Um I went cheaper in the quarterback to kind of bolster my receiving core a little bit on. So mm-hmm. I actually went with Kirk Cousins against oh, the Cincinnati you defense. You
1: son of a – yeah, I did too. Kirk Cousins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I went with Nick Chubb at running back. I Then I went with Antonio Gibson. Okay. Um, solid. My receiving core consists of Godwin, Moore, and Cooper. Uh, got Logan Thomas, mm-hmm. oh, Thomas is my tight end.
1: I have Cooper also.
0: Nice. Uh, DK Metcalf is my flex, and I started Ooh. the Broncos D.
1: I've got the Broncos D as well. So, Holy
0: dog <laughs> oh, crap. So oh, no. of the,
1: the differences we have, I've got Derrick Henry and Gus Edwards at running back. Edwards with what I see is a good matchup against the Raiders. Uh, same with Derrick Henry. I think the Cardinals defense is trash. Uh, I I stacked Adam Thielen with Kirk Cousins because I yeah I love that matchup against Cincinnati. Uh, got Amari Cooper just like you. Got Calvin Ridley against the Eagles, and then Gronk at tight end went really cheap there. And then uh, Raheem Mostert in the flex uh, like I like I said earlier against Detroit. I I don't think Jimmy G's gonna throw more than ten passes. He won't have to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, did you have any money left over? I had two hundred bucks left over.
1: I, I think the first time I went through it, I had a hundred, so I like swapped someone and and made it made it exact. You get bonus points for that, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, that's why I have two hundred dollars <laughs> left over, I'm going to keep it.
1: Does that mean you get two hundred real dollars?
0: Well, actually, are you ready for this? So I don't know how, if this is a controversial thing to say. But I don't know if you remember, but there was the whole issue with FanDuel and the payments and the prize winnings. Like, they got sued. There was a class action suit. I got a letter in the mail asking if I wanted to partake in said suit, and I was like, sure, why not? Uh huh. I logged in today to set this up, and I had been logged out because it's been a year almost uh-huh. since we've right. done this. Right. I logged in and they had deposited into my account like $260 what? from the class action suit. Wow. So I had all this free money to just start blowing up things. Wow. <laughs> so I have like four entries of like that roster. Like I have into like prize pools of like $2,000, like prize pools. Wow. Well, I'm now like, I think I'm. Can... Not my money.
1: I think I'm rooting for you now, actually. That'd be great.:
0: um, And of <laughs> All proceeds, that, all to proceeds go to the able show. I withdraw 25 dollars of that directly to my bank account. I was like, well, that sucks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> However, I may be able to take my prize winnings once they win. If oh, I once
1: win. you hit it, once you win it, big. Yeah. Nice.
0: So It was a nice little like, surprise of, oh, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> well, all, yeah, right, all right, all right, all right <laughs> Cool. Well, with all that being said, by the time you listen to this episode, we will just be about a day away from the first NFL game, so time for us to shut up, sit down on the couch, and watch some football.
0: Are you ready for some football?
1: Thursday night party.
0: Woo, yeah.
1: (laughs) And uh, after all that, we will be back right here with you, same time, same place, to recap it all and... Get ready to do it all over again. So, yeah. Now starts the grind.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They could say goodbye to your friends and family.
0: <laughs> it's football time. <laughs> now comes the next, like, what? 17 weeks of stress, agitation, tears, 18 weeks this heartbreak. Year. <laughs> oh, 18 weeks. Well, I'm, I'm more, more looking from the fantasy perspective.
1: <laughs> okay. Right. Um, 17, then. Yep.
0: Weeks of just. Just pure emotional roller coaster.
1: That's what it's all about.
0: Because <laughs> every year we're like, "Oh, that was stupid. I'm not doing it again." And then it's like, "Are we doing it?" Like, yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't I?
1: In the wise words of Michael Scott, "I'm ready to get hurt again."
0: Hell yeah!
1: And on that note, enjoy the games. We'll talk to you
0: next week. And uh, Nick, this one's for you. I uh, will see you next week on the gridiron. Classic. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the gridiron.